Welcome back. Welcome in to the Lion's Share Podcast. It's week eight in the NFL, week nine in the college football land. Before we start, let's give a shout out to the newlyweds, Mr. Chaz Hook and Andrea Hook. Chaz, if those who don't know, Chaz is the one who so graciously scored the intro and outro music that you hear each and every week. So shout out to them and their newly coveted love ship. Andrew was there uh, reporting live. Um, you got anything to report from the show last night? Uh, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Surrounded by lovely, beautiful people. Uh, no, it was just a good time. Uh, it was very quick, very small uh, wedding uh, as, as, in, as far as weddings go, but it was a great time. I think everybody can, can attest to it. It was a great time. Congratulations. You know, you got to throw out the, the TikTok handle. The at C hook 2032. Hit it up. Go give them a Hit listen. Hit them up on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, and all places where you can find music. Uh, how about the weather, though? What a what a nice day for late October. You don't always have that. Could have been snowing. Yeah, yeah. There's always a possible snow, but you gotta you gotta think the wedding the wedding day bells they held off the cold. Okay, I like that theory. And since we have the airwaves, gotta ask if anybody comes comes across a black sport jacket i think it's mine it's yours got left behind okay still missing in action oh i'm sure they'll find it those things get those things will turn up um so that was a lovely show of of love and affection you know it wasn't a good show of love and affection the michigan michigan state backyard brawl uh it got chippy right at the end of the game and continued on to get chippy as we see more and more reports of incidents occurring in the tunnel videos popping up all across social media Surely something's going to be handed down, and we'll talk about that when we get to college football. But uh, obviously, that's got to be uh, leading the show as um, that's something you don't see every day. That's that's egregious. I I didn't know what to expect when I started watching these videos, and NSFW folks, it is not suitable for work, not safe for work, whatever you want to call it. It was ugly. They called themselves the Spartan Dogs. They were acting like dogs last night. Maybe puppies. Puppies, maybe. Yeah. You know what Jamal's feeling towards that is. Yeah, he, he would just tell him to stay on the porch. Stay on the porch. Uh, so, yeah, that's 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 we'll get into that nice and deep later. Um, let's let's talk about the Lions right off the bat. Huh? Um, Lions are now one and six. They lose to the Dolphins 31 to 27. Um, but don't worry, folks, this fo- this show will trudge on. Even if the Lions go one and 16, we ain't stopping. It ain't like that. You're going to get the same content, same energy from us each and every week. We're going to let them have it uh, as things get increasingly worse because uh, we're their biggest fans. We're their biggest critics. So uh, it's it, it doesn't die with us. That's for sure. Um, so as I said, Lions fall 27 to 31 to the Dolphins. Uh, some stats real quick. Jared Goff was 27 of 37, 321, and a touchdown. Jamal was added two touchdowns on the ground. Hawkinson had 80 yards leading the uh, aerial attack, although St. Brown and Khalif Raymond, Khalif Raymond, as he prefers, uh, both added solid really? days in the receiving core. Uh, yeah, Khalif, not Khalif, Khalif. And uh, it was uh, an offensive scoring uh, fest. As we expected, uh, both teams' defenses ranked in the lower end of things. Both give up a ton of yards each week, and uh, I think both teams were over 400 yards today. No shocker that uh, the over hit. I hope you all listened to me because um, that was that was a lock. I think there's there's no way, as I said, this wouldn't be a shootout. Um, just just. 
points, 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 although a lack of points for the Lions in the second half as they were shut out. So uh, let's get right into the full breakdown of the game. Uh, I think I just got to start things off with um, Barry Sanders was in the house, uh, was hoping for a win, seeing him there. Um, and a uh, new statue coming to Ford Field. Barry Sanders will be enshrined into the into the lore that is um, Lions and Ford Field. So good to see that. Well-deserved, of course. Um, and shout out to the crowd. I think I was thinking of this mid-game, early game. How many one-in-five teams can get a crowd like that? You know, I mean, obviously it wasn't. There were a lot of uh, Dolphins fans there as well, but it was it was a good showing, I thought. This fan base, they want it. I think we we wanted it for a long time. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's unreal. Um, as just to touch on the statue of old Barry though, do we know, uh, the material we're talking about bronze? I don't know. What are most statues I, are I, like bronze, right? I'm hoping so because I mean, usually, you know, you can rub an area one after a long time and it changes colors, you know, retrospective of the other of the rest of the statue. I'm just, I'm kind of excited if it's life, life size. What's going first? Is it the hips? Uh, that's the most. That was his most impressive uh, area. Maybe the ankles. Oh yeah, second most impressive. Maybe first impressive. Um, yeah, good to see that. Uh, Peyton's places is coming to Lions to break this the same of Lions curse. So uh, hopefully that will turn things around because clearly that's still rolling. Maybe the statue turns things around. Maybe it's an anti curse. I'm hoping for anything at this point. Um, yeah, I, I'd say if they're going to give Barry a statue, you might as well try to welcome Calvin back in too, and I think a lot immortalize of like him. Yep, immortalize him as well. I I would say as far as crowds, the other one in five team you could give a crowd like that was the Raiders before they won, but uh, this week, whew, they might not have any fans left after this week. Didn't did not have a good showing, and we'll talk about that in in the NFL section. Um, but alas, let's talk about the game. Uh, offense um, came right out. You know, we we ha- we were glad to see that strike early and often cruised right down the field. It looked easy, uh, which is nice to see. Uh, Khalif Raymond Khalif Raymond had a had a nice drive as well as uh, James Mitchell. Got to give him a shout out. First NFL catch on that drive. So. Good for him. Uh, and then Williams walks in, touchdown. So it's right off the bat at 7 nothing. You're feeling pretty good. Um, on the other side of the ball, Rodrigo gets his first career sack. So another uh, clap for him. Um, another one well-deserved um, uh, for him. So uh, if came down to a fourth down on that drive, and uh, the the Lions let them convert, which was, was, which was tough. But right after that, we get a turnover. Kirby Joseph, back-to-back weeks now that he's forced to fumble. So, emerging star in the deep secondary. Love to see that. Got to build on that. And it was recovered by Rodrigo. So, good for him. Um, uh, another stat for him today. I like I like Kirby. I like what he's doing. So, um, hoping to see more from him. Um, this was the sixth takeaway of the year for the defense. So, uh, need more of that. And could have used one in the second half. That's for sure. Um, Lions... Offense does get points off turnovers, which is like one of the most important stats in football. They score a touchdown to make it 14-0. DeAndre Swift leaked out of the backfield, gets an easy walk-in touchdown through the air. Um, Defensive side of the ball, Ben don't break defense, gets it off the field on third down. But wait, but wait. Ah, there's an illegal contact where they don't show the replay. They don't give the number. 
uh, I had to, this is what I had to resort to. I had to resort to rewinding it on YouTube TV because CBS did not show it, not even off the commercial break, they didn't show it. And the, as I said, the refs did not call a number. So it was it was a phantom call. I, I did see some contact in the YouTube re, uh, TV replay, um, uh, but that's from the wide shot. It's kind of hard to tell. I, I think uh, I would have had to see another angle. Um, it did look like there was some contact, but uh, just a uh, classic situ- scenario where the uh, the, lo- the defense does get it, get off the field on third down, but uh, never mind, it, it doesn't work. So, um, so I so the end of the first quarter, I give Lions the W in the first quarter. Lions won the first quarter, um, and and so we move to the second quarter. Jamal Williams gets another touchdown. He's just a goal line animal at this point. Feel sorry for the DeAndre Swift. Um, fantasy owners who have him at running back, although he did score today, but um, obviously the emphasis is on him to not be the goal line running back. It's Jamal all the way. Jamal, you want to see him practice as like uh, ball security at the goal line, but didn't yeah. even get the opportunity. Nobody was around him. He walked in untouched. No, untouched, untouched, right down Main Street, coming right down Main Street. Um, so, Second quarter, as I said, uh, this is when the Dolphins started to turn up and uh, they were going deep ball with Tyreek and Waddle and it started to get ugly for the secondary. A.J. Parker was getting worked out there uh, and Oru Warrior as well, who we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, we'll start, we've got a new nickname for him, so stick, stay tuned for that. Um, oh, boy. Uh, 11 minutes I'm in the excited. second quarter. Oh, you scared me there for a minute. You, the old boy scared me. I thought maybe you hadn't started recording. <laughs> Let me double check. We're good, boss. Okay. All right. Trudge on. That's the, that's the emphasis on this episode. We trudge on no matter what, through through thick and thin, hell or high water, we're going on. Liver so, kick style. 11 minutes. 11 minutes in the second quarter, um, CBS throws up the stats, and it was all but exact numbers for both offenses. Same amount of yards. I think the only thing that was different was I think the Dolphins or the Lions ran two or more two more plays than one of the other sides. But that was that was crazy. That's just showing you how much offense was being produced. Um, and uh, Lions were four for four on third down in uh, in the first half. They did end up missing one in the late second quarter, so they're four or five. But I was I was happy to see how well they were doing on third down. It's uh, obviously one of the biggest downs in football. Both sides of the ball, you got to win third down. You got to convert your third downs on offense and get off the field on third down on defense. So I uh, was happy to see that they weren't forced into too many fourth down scenarios this week. Cause it seems like that's kind of been the MO is Dan wants to go forward on fourth down because he feels like he has to, because on these third downs, they just weren't converting. So much better today from the offense for, for dialing up some plays that'll actually get you the first down on third down and uh, not, not being uh, behind the sticks. Game. Yes. Correct. Yep. I, I, I was happy to see that. That's that's uh one one positive from the from the day. Um, we did have the fourth down in two though. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. The the one the one reared its ugly head. Um, but that was a, obviously that was a necessary evil. Um, so Badgley, uh, another silver lining positive. He looks pretty good in the kicking game. Solid day from him. He gets us on the board uh, in the second quarter. Um, other side of the ball, Juju Hughes. Uh, another possible emerging young uh, star in a deep secondary. He gets a sack. Um, but when the Lions did get pressure on Tua, it looked good. Um, they had a couple situations during the day where 
they were actually able to get to Tua. Uh, needed more of that ultimately, but it when it did come, it did look good. Hutch looks big. He looks big when he runs. Yeah, in his new stance. Mm-hmm. He wait when he just. I mean, I I'm just thinking about he towers size. Yeah, you know. He just takes up so much of his field of vision. He just automatically loses sight of downfield, and quarterbacks have to scramble. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a tree out there, and and would like to see him get more involved with padding, getting some bat downs. Yeah, you know, take advantage of that hype, get those arms up, bat some yes, balls down. Would love to see absolutely. that. Absolutely, that's the next great uh, skill he has to acquire. Yeah, he's he's working on it. I'm sure. Yep, he's a worker. So uh, trust the process there. Uh, conversely. Um, other side of the ball, or I, I guess continuing um, off the off the defense here, the Dolphins get behind the sticks um, on third and long, but they ultimately get get a, a long third down, which was kind of the story of the day for their offense. They were, they converted a lot of long yarded situ- situations and with ease with uh, the soft secondary that was brought to the table today by the Lions, um, but they do get held to a field goal, so um, it, it's keeping it close in the second quarter. Um, Goff gets a pass padded down and catches it himself for a nice gain. So he had a pass to himself. So shout out to Jared for that one. That was pretty impressive. Um, and uh, that leads us Making into plays. the that that leads us into the fake punt right after um, or right before. I, I may be wrong there. Uh, I can't recall. Um, fourth and something. The Lions were uh, about to go three and out and uh, go for it on fourth with the fake punt. It works to perfection. Um, that's the Dan Candle. Campbell aggression that we like to see. It's not too aggressive, not um, nothing too crazy. Uh, it's a good good area of the field, good scenario in the game to go for it there. Uh, and they've obviously been well practiced at the fake punts. It, they're 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 pretty good at the fake punt. Um, so that continues the drive, which was huge in the game. Uh, they get down near the goal line, and Reynolds drops it. You and I both talk about that in our halftime capsule capsules. Um, and uh, could have been a pivotal point in the game if they got a touchdown there. It, it may have changed the outcome of this game completely. Um, you know, if you wanted, obviously you can't do reverse math in this situation, but um, say they do get a touchdown there, it's 31-31 at the end of the game. And obviously that would have not been the case because uh, you can't really do reverse math like that. They would have a uh, different outcome um, altogether for sure. But uh, much needed points there. Uh, Jared threw kind of a rifle there. It was, it was had some spice on it. So um, Jared probably could have let a little bit off that one. I know he's trying to go quick because of the clock, but uh, Reynolds has got to catch that. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice to have those points. I mean, what's weird is it's Goff's safety blanket, quote unquote. I mean, yeah, Reynolds is a weird safety blanket to have, but it's also a weird miss from those two. I mean, they normally connect, and they were, they were off page all day. They yes. could not figure it out together. No, it's rare too. They've they've been fairly good chemistry ever since Reynolds walked in the door uh, last season. It it it's been pretty good all the way. So carried um, over. It was it was it was odd to see. Yeah, because they were teammates with the, in the Rams, right? Yes, yes, that's the connection. So they go back. Yeah, yeah. Um, not a not a Stafford Kershaw situation where they went to high school together or anything like that. Um, did you know that? Oh God, don't did. <laughs> Did Stafford and Kershaw? They did what yeah. together? Uh, they were Boy Scouts together. They actually went to the same daycare. What? Dude, yeah. how do they not talk about that on TV? That's crazy. That's know. stats they I should be bringing up. It should be the first thing they bring up every time. Every time. 
So it's um, 27-17 at the half. Um, so I, I gave the Lions the W for the second quarter as well. They um, It was a flat quarter as far as point totals. Um, uh, so they didn't um, they didn't win it as emphatically as they did the first quarter. But I, I still gave the Lions the win in the second quarter. And so let's hear our thoughts live from halftime as we bring you the halftime capsule. I think this is a little uh, monkey off the back for us all. I think we've all been waiting to see what this team can look like and what they should look like. And uh, it's a little more than flashes today. We almost put together a complete half. The only thing that would put that together more is a catch by Reynolds there to, to close out the first half. Take points. Up 10 on Miami going into the second half. They're going to get the ball. Defense is looking lovely. Bend, don't break. We've said it all year. Reiterate it again. This is this is the time to bend. Do not break. Hold them to a field goal most in the on this opening drive. And the Lions just come up, put some points up, put some points on the board. Here we go. Let's go, Lions. Hey, hope you all took my advice and took the over because we almost got it in the first half. Felt like it was going to get there for a minute there. Offensive explosion. Love to see Dan Campbell go for it there. There's the aggression we like to see. Not too aggressive. I don't think in that situation. Fake punt, get some field goal out of it. Would have loved to see Reynolds get the touchdown there. Would have been huge for the second half because I don't feel like 10 points is enough against this prolific Dolphins offense. But happy what I'm seeing from the offense. Good uh, good on them. Going to need them to put up as many points as possible because the defense uh, can't hold the water today. And uh, albeit against a good Dolphins prolific offense deep ball is getting crushed all day long Tyreek Hill and Waddle are going off uh AJ Parker in the, on the defensive side of the ball for the Lions getting worked uh Oruaria as well uh just not a good day for the secondary but shout out to Kirby Joseph because he's doing well and we recognize that um had in my notes that the three and out might kill the Lions and then they went for the fake punt so um I think that was huge for the second half um Lions got to continue to convert third downs on offense. I think they're four or five right now, which is great. That's that's well above what they're usually doing, not having to go for it on fourth down. Um, 592 yards of offense in the first half. That's crazy for between the two teams. So it's going to be more of that in the second half. So the defense has got to do whatever they can, force a turnover. Offense, we need you to just continue to score points, do what you're doing. Defense, if we can get some stops, the Lions can win this. It's a winnable game. We're, we're in the game again at halftime. It's it's week after week. It seems like this is the case, minus the Patriots matchup. So let's see the Lions go out in the second half. See what they can do. Go Lions. All right. That's our thoughts live from halftime. I was, I was pretty cautious. I just said I didn't like the lead. Um, wasn't wasn't faithful in the lead i thought that 10 points wasn't enough um you can tell which one of us was watching the game and who was watching red zone because uh andrew thought the defense was playing really well and uh i think maybe if you're watching red zone it looked like that but um, i would disagree i think think they played okay they this wasn't the worst game they played but uh it 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 was ugly in the secondary that's for sure okay i mean every time i saw i mean i was i was going by the bend don't break mentality don't get me wrong so you know i was giving them the benefit yeah. of the doubt they seemed like wet boards not snapping mm-hmm. just bending mm-hmm. it's fair <laughs> a lot of penalties today too and we'll talk about that in our final game recap but uh <sighs> speaking of one that was egregious um Amani Oruorie back to back offsides and the second one uh boy if you didn't see the end uh down the line shot from CBS look it up because uh Amani was so far over the ball that 
and he's you know he's got a clear view of the ball uh and the ref's just holding his pocket ready to drop the flag as soon as the ball is snapped he's like is this guy really for real uh, does he is he this blissfully unaware it was bad his always his entire body's almost over the ball that's the worst part and in the picture he's looking down the line directly at yeah, the ball clearly like knows what's happening um I, I don't know um the new nickname we have for him after that incident uh was Amani Oru Unawareye uh, it's a stretch. <laughs> Oru Oruwarie on Oru Onawarie. Uh, it's a stretch, but okay. he's got a he needs a better nickname. Um, but unaware, after yeah. that, that's all I could think of is just unaware. Uh, and uh, so the Dolphins come right out and score. Um, you were emphasis. Your emphasis in the halftime capsule was three points or less on that drive. And yep. they didn't do that. Didn't get it. Didn't get it. Right down the right down the main street. I mean, it's just so, so disappointing. That is the momentum stopper. We talk about it all the time, and the momentum shifts. And that's exactly what it was. You have a, a chance to cool down this Dolphins offense that right before half was putting up numbers. You tried to shut them up with the score. You didn't do that. You settled with a field goal. It's going to half. Now you really have to hush the momentum, and they can't do it. It's sad. Yeah, and on the other side of the ball, the offense pretty much fell asleep. They had 27 yards in the third quarter offensively, so not the production that they were putting up in the first half, that's for sure. And uh, I said it in my halftime capsule, the offense is in a bad spot uh, because they just have to play pretty much for touchdowns every drive to keep up with how poorly the defense plays. And that's a big ask on on an offense of any caliber, let alone the Lions. Um, And they just couldn't. Couldn't do anything in the third quarter. Fell asleep uh, as well as the defense. The the defense was asleep for most of the game, um, but uh, more importantly in the third quarter, they just, the woes continued. The woes just continued. Dolphins kind of just took command right away and had driver's seat through the third quarter. Um, so I, I don't have much to say about the third quarter the because puddle. not a lot happened. It was a quick third quarter because the Dolphins um, were were just milking the clock on on offense and. Uh, like I said, Lions offense had 27 yards, so not much to talk about there from the offense. Just uh, just not a good third quarter. We talked about the Lions winning the first quarter, second quarter. Uh, Dolphins definitely win the third quarter emphatically, and uh, that'll move us into the fourth quarter. Lions finally, finally force a punt for the first time all day, and they do what they do best. They keep it interesting. It's 31-27 with 8-19 in the fourth quarter. Defense finally forces the punt. And uh, keeps the offense in the game, keeps the Lions in the game. It's a four-point game. Lions have a nice drive uh, where they, and we talked about this, they get into that fourth and two, and it's about three minutes and some change left on the clock. So obviously a go-for-it situation, no doubt. Or if your defense was better and you thought you could get a stop, you you could kick it there and get the ball back uh, pretty easily with three timeouts. Uh, but I think in no scenario would the Lions defense have been able to force a three and out or at, at the very least get um, like a five and out or a, a six and out, I should say, because um, uh, the way they were playing all day, that wasn't sim- that simply wasn't going to happen. So it's the right call to go for f- fourth and two. Interesting play call to go kind of kill shot over the top, though. Yeah, that is the scary part, and we talked about it. It was a kill shot. I almost didn't hate it because uh, I mean, could catch the catch the defense unaware. I mean, they. I mean, you're you're loading up the box. I mean, if you let one trail out, 
and you got somebody who's just got wheels that can burn their man, why not? And I mean, it's it's one of those plays you convert, and it's it's the best thing ever. Same with that onside kick yeah. earlier in the season. Yep, we'd be praising it right now if it worked. Uh, I think it's just a tough thing for me to trust the Lions' offense to do that. Um, Goff did have um, did have Reynolds open there. It looked like I think the ball could have been placed a little bit more to his outside. It also looked like Reynolds just was doing the situation where he's kind of twisting his hips and not really ready for the ball per se. He's he's kind of in an awkward spot where he doesn't know which way to go with his hips there. Um, so just just a unfortunate situation. Uh, had some people out there saying DeAndre Swift was open in the flat there, short, uh, and obviously you only need two yards there. Um, I thought he was open for sure. Uh, I don't know if it's a guaranteed first down. Obviously, you get DeAndre Swift the ball in space. You think he can get two yards pretty easily with the shifty abilities that he has. Um, but nonetheless, we're talking about a, a turnover on downs there. Um, just had the had the chance there and didn't grab it. Uh, it's kind of the story of the season for the Lions, keeping a, cl- a close game and just uh, another heartbreaker. Couldn't couldn't get it done when it mattered most. Um, uh, obviously, the Dolphins get the ball back there, and defense has a chance to give the offense back to their give the ball back to their offense. But um, they, like I said, couldn't stop them all day. And uh, thought that. Uh, that uh, Tyreek Hill was short on that third down as he came back on his own accord. Um, uh, but yeah. once again, no replay from the from the booth. Uh, for what it's worth, I think um, if that's fourth and in inches or or whatever, uh, if they do somehow overturn that, um, for what it's worth, I think Don't trust Dolphins me. probably Dolphins probably go for it. Even though you could kick a field goal to go up, go up seven, I think they probably just go QB sneak or do whatever that. Uh, running back sneak was that they ran on the goal line earlier where they brought the running back across and um, the booth was thinking that wasn't a legal play, which it may not have been. But uh, the refs certainly were not afraid to throw the flag today. It was a lot of penalties across the board. It's got to be a record for the amount of offsides uh, in neutral zone infractions. Dolphins had like six. Uh, Over Warrior added two for the Lions as well as uh, as we noted, just seemed like there was calls after calls. It's Alex Kemp's crew, so shouldn't have known that it was going to be a situation where it was a flag fest. That's one of the higher-ranking uh, penalty-throwing crews in the league. Uh, Alex Kemp, once again, he's that ref that uh, uh, did the Motown Miracle game where Aaron Rodgers was um, not not face-masked. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's the crew we were dealing with today in Detroit again. Don't know why he keeps coming back. Uh, so Dolphins win the fourth quarter. Dolphins win the game. Uh, had a vision of 31-30 last night in the dream, or it was maybe it was just a vision I had today. I can't remember. But I was thinking 31-30 is not a very um, practical score because that would be never – there would never be a situation where you really lose by one because um, you'd, you'd kick a field goal there to be 31-30. So uh, I just had to share that. Um, once again – Talking about a Lions loss, it, it, it's unfortunate, um, and you got to wonder when it's going to end. Um, obviously, the defense has a long way to go. Offense played well today. Um, once again, once again, put up numbers, put up yards, put up points. Uh, just couldn't put up enough for the defense, and uh, the defense did get one turnover today, which was huge. Uh, just couldn't do anything in the second half. The uh, Lions also got shut out in the second half. So, or um, yeah, they did get shut out in the second half. So. Um, offense struggled in the second half, but certainly put up enough points to win. 
Currently, these lions uh, are the team that can, but will not. But will. <laughs> okay, uh, I like that for you um, on the spot there. I agree. Insert pause. Um, insert pause. Uh, Forty-five seconds, please, Tommy. Uh, so yeah, it's a young team, as we said. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to think about this. I'm trying to stay positive. Trying to stay trust the process. Like um, young team. You got to get you rid of post wins, though. Oh, absolutely. That's the bottom because, line. Because like like we said, three thirteen and one last year. You want to see improvement. Um, obviously, not all the guys are in place. Not everything's in place. So you, you you give them a break there. However, you do have to win some of these games, especially if they're all close. It's it's got to come down to some of these being flipped to wins at some point. Um, young team, as we always preach, got to get rid of the Quintricia Patricia Quinn draft picks like Oru Warrior, uh, Oru Anawarie. And um, get because I, I think we, we and I both agree that uh, um, Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell are far better in the drafting category than the previous regime. Uh, you get Aiden Hutchinson, Panay Sewell, uh, Paschal, all these guys. They draft, they certainly draft better. They're not all home runs. They can't all be home runs, but um, seems like the guys that they bring in place are doing better. It's just some of these guys um, that have been brought over from previous regime regimes just don't want to play. And so I want to ask you this, pose this question to you. Oru Warrior, Oru Anawarie, Anawarie, um, lines up blatantly offsides. Uh, had a couple instances today that felt like low effort or just not, head, head wasn't in the game, right? So in a situation like that, do you see that as all the onus goes on the player? All the onus goes on a coach? whether it be Dan Campbell um, uh, or the secondary coach or the defensive coordinator, um, Aaron Glenn, uh, positions coach, defense coach, head coach, player. Who? who how, what's your feelings towards this? Uh, ben, put yourself in Unawarie's shoes, okay? If you were lined up there, do you think you would be uh, having a penalty called against you? No, not on the goal line, no. that's for sure. You don't think that you would get called for a penalty on how you were lined up? I would hope not. I mean, that's crazy. Those are things that don't need to be coached. I mean, they are. They're brought up. But those are things that, I mean, you need to have some common sense as a player who's been playing professional sports, or not professional, but this game of football, most likely for a minimum of four years before you've gotten there, four to five years. But for most people, it's much longer. And that that's just unacceptable. Two in a row is unbelievable. Yeah, uh, he's you know he's he's uh, 26 years old. He's been in the league a couple years, so he knows better. And um, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I think it goes back to what I said. Just uh, the previous regime of uh, Quinn and Patricia just drafted some guys that probably shouldn't have been drafted, and um, there was there was just not a clear clear decision making process then and. So you get guys like Over Warrior, and uh, this is what you get. Um, so I think it's just a matter of getting some of these guys off that um, were from pre- previous regimes. Uh, it's just bad. I don't know if they just they didn't uh, take into effect football IQ or just anything of that of that effect when they're draft players. But that's how poor it was. I saw Unawarie all over the place several times, just attempting to make arm tackles on running backs. Like, what are yeah. you, what are you doing, man? You first and foremost, foremost wrap up to make a tackle and have help come in or just make a solo tackle, be a man. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a shame, but Unawarie is just a beautiful nickname and I will never call him anything other than that. So you like Unawarie over Oru Unawarie? 
Yeah, I think that's a okay. mouthful. Yeah, it's really hard for me to say it, and I can sometimes get it and sometimes can't. It just does not roll <laughs> off the tongue. But you were saying honorarie, <laughs> and I think that actually, yeah, that's probably plays better. Um, so noted for that. Uh, yeah, uh, he anybody but him would like to see Jerry Jacobs more involved there as, as versus yeah. him. I, I think I speak for everyone when I say that. Um, but I mean, anybody but like, him. Kudos to the Dolphins, right? I mean, that's what a good offense should do is point out weaknesses. Yeah, they did that. Um, and not too difficult when you've got uh, an easy connection to two of the top wide receivers in the league, Tyreek Hill and um, Jalen Waddell. Um, both had big days, as we said, just – uh, easy mode for them. It seemed, I mean, for the most of the day, they they were pretty much uncontained. Well, they pretty much tag team from what I saw halves. Uh, Tyreek had flashes yeah. in the first half, but Jalen pretty much owned the first half, and then, and then the Dolphins found ways to get Tyreek the ball, uh, the uh, the ball in his hands a little more. You know, they're they're throwing short short passes to him behind the line, giving him a couple blockers, and just using him as an extension to the running game. Yeah. And I love the Waddle celebration, but I freaking hated it today, man. I do too, but you know what was more impressive than a celebration was the uh, the ball spin he had. The, the spin rate on it was incredible. Oh, yeah. You need some advanced stats on that one from uh, Amazon Prime Analytics or whatever. Um, you need, need, a, need a velocity on that. Speaking of celebrations, here's a cool one. Did you see... Um, don't know which can't remember which touchdown it was for Jamal, but uh, one of them, uh, the uh, fish celebration with Frank Ragnow. Frank Ragnow is a big fisher for those who don't know. He's got a YouTube channel. Check it out. Um, so they did a offensive lineman running back co- combo celebration where uh, Frank reeled in Jamal and Jamal does like the flop flop. And then he ends up in the hands of Ragnow. It was pretty cool. It was good. It was original. It f- fell a little flat at the end for me when Ragnow couldn't hold up Jamal and show him off as a trophy to the rest of the linemen. <laughs> he kind of kind of lost his hold on him and dropped him, which is, is, is fine. But that's where he loses points for me. Yeah, that's – no, I like it. You're judging it kind of like the Olympics where it's it's real detailed and you can't have small things. The, the, big, the small things are the big things. Um, you so you yeah, got to stick uh, the landings. A for effort. Yeah, you got to stick the landings. A for effort, though. Speaking of celebrations, did you see the Cowboys celebration today? You and I are on the same page. That's that's my lead into the next the next one. Just gonna talk oh, break about it, Cowboys. break it down for me, baby. And lead it into the NFL. I'm not even gonna list a BA player of the week. I'm over it. Until the Lions win another game, we're we're Strike. protesting the BA BA player of the week. Unless there's somebody that really stands out. I think for me, it's uh, Rodrigo played well on defense. Uh, Kirby Joseph, as I said, emerging emerging star, hopefully. And uh, Jamal had a nice day on the ground. DeAndre kind of struggled to have uh, full involvement today. It felt like he was not maybe on a pitch count or just just yep. not as involved in the practice this week. So just not a full game from him. Um, I, I, I'll give him a break there just because he's coming off the injury. Uh, St. Brown and the whole wide receiving court kind of had an even day. St. Brown, Hawkinson, Khalif, Raymond, and and uh, crew all had fairly decent days. Uh, Jim, uh, Jared Goff, I thought, played well. Uh, I thought Dan Campbell coached a pretty good game. You know, I don't think there was anything... Um, you know, in previous weeks, we, there were some incidences where we thought, you know, like, uh, Dan's got to be better situations. I thought today he coached a fairly good game nothing real glaring that came out to me as far as uh coaching staff or dan specifically 
I think I test, I would say the same thing until I heard the halftime report. Uh, and it was, he told at halftime, he said, you know, uh, we don't want to get into a track meet with these guys. That was what, oh, excuse me. That's what was reported at halftime. But, uh, he had said it pregame that they didn't want to get into a track meet with the dolphins. And, uh, so, I mean, yeah, vision wise, he, he didn't have a terrible game. Didn't screw anything up majorly had the nice call to, on the, on the fake punt, but uh, if he's sticking to his game plan, I think he fell off schedule. Yeah, agreed. And he said they wanted to be physical with Waddle and Hill, uh, and they clearly didn't do that. They were going to try to rough him up at, uh, at the line of scrimmage, and that should have been an emphasis that uh, that did not play out. So uh, you're right in that area. Um, however, I did think it was a, a better game from him than we've seen uh, in some of the games. So. All that aside, let's talk about that celebration in the Cowboys game. Yeah, the the old rope and hog tie um, as Dallas almost puts up 50 against the Bears. 49-29, I believe, was the score. Um, yeah, uh, Dak is all the way back. And uh, you and I both kind of thought that the Bears may have a way to sneakily win this game. But you and I both get the W here. 49-29, Cowboys um, get it done at home. Three touchdowns from Tony Pollard as Zeke was out. Yeah, but uh, Zeke was uh, cheering him on, being a good teammate. You knew Dak was all the way back on the quarterback sneak where they needed a mm-hmm. yard, and he ran for about 20 of them. So that was yeah. rough to see, but still hate the Cowboys. But, boy, was that a great celebration. Oh, it was so good, and it was very you well executed. And I'd, the- I'd, give him the edge. I'd give him the edge over the Lions celebration. Uh, even though I don't want to, um, so Cowboys six and two. We'll talk about the 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 picture that is um, all of these divisions at the end of all these games. But um, let's rotate back to uh, Thursday night. We had uh, the Ravens beating the Bucks uh, as the Bucks continue to slide, continue to schneid, and um, I, I think you had Bucks in that one. So uh, your head was in a good place. It did have a chance for a rebound game, a get right game for the Bucks. Uh, although the Ravens did pull it out in the end. I, I I don't know what to say anymore. Tom Brady just does not look like he's having fun playing this game. No. Not only that, after the game you f- you find out Shaq Barrett's done for the year. Probably the best defensive player on an already yep. struggling defense. Um what's the silver lining for the Bucks? There is none. Um Brady's back on the market, so hungry dogs hunt best. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> That's I all mean, I can say. I mean, like, the, the, like... the, the, the the divorce is official now, so uh, I don't know. Maybe that clears his head. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully he uses it as fuel. I mean, any man willing to get a divorce to continue playing football, I just, I, I, I'd like to see him win, I guess, if that's going to happen. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. It's just hell, man. Like uh, you had, you had the trophy. Should have hung it up. Uh, that's just my opinion. Um, don't know the inside of that. It, I wasn't inside those walls. I was, a, I wasn't a fly on that wall. So uh, mm-hmm. not gonna, not gonna, not gonna pass judgment. Um, speaking of loving marriages, though, um, the hooks. Obviously, congrats to them. But uh, Ciara and Russell Wilson um, gonna be happy after this one because uh, Russell. Uh, I need his way to the victory. I see London. I see France. I see Mr. Unlimited do his dance. (laughs) 
that had to have been planned. That was too good. Oh, that was planned. Yeah, no, I wrote that a while ago. Wow. I Right off the get-go, he had, I believe it was a quick interception, not a fumble, right? He had a quick turnover, that's for sure. And uh, I started laughing at him right away, thinking he, he needed one more hour of high knees to prevent that. Uh, of course, yeah, one more hour would have done it. Um, but uh, they did they did mount the comeback, and they beat the Jaguars, uh, two teams that are uh, anything but prolific. Low-scoring game, um, London matchup, last London matchup of the year, as we said. Broncos, surprisingly, I thought I thought for sure the Jaguars would win. Uh, I didn't have a lot of faith in Mr. Unlimited, Mr. Limited, um, but they win at 21-17. Let's move over to possibly the game of the day, the most exciting game at least, uh, Panthers-Falcons. Oh, I had the Panthers, man. I, I really felt like they had something there, and it sure looked like they did. They get the pass to Moore at the end. He rips the helmet off. Hunt Sportsman-like conduct. They miss the extra point. Pinero, uh, uh, Pinero, whatever, Pinero bread, whatever his name is. Um, the kicker, <laughs> kicker uh, with the earring. With if you kicker with the earring, for those who don't know, uh, with the 15 yard penalty, I think it makes it like a 40, 49 yard, yard ex- 48 yarder. Crazy for an point. extra point. And, uh, so he misses it, which makes it a tied game and they go to overtime Panthers defense gets an interception and they return it all the way down to, I think like the 28 yard line. So pretty much in field goal range already. Uh, they run a couple plays and then they, they end up with a 39 yarder or not 39, a 34 yarder or something. It's a shorter kick than his last one, put it that. And he, he knew it right away. He grabs his helmet as soon as he kicks it and he knew it was a miss. And, uh, Ooh, that's going to be tough for him. My uh, um, with with the interim coach, you might be on the trading block, buddy. Yeah, Pinero. Um, Not just Pinero, but more. Yeah, maybe Pinata after this one. Um, <laughs> oh my God! Somebody cool him down. <laughs> I better stop while I'm ahead. Uh, oh no! Don't you dare, man! Panthers would have been three and five. It would have been three and fives across the board in the NFC or AFC South or NFC South. I'm sorry, I, I had it right when I said it first. Um, Oh boy, the pan that, that division would have been wide open. Now the Falcons at four and four are currently uh, leading the NFC South, which is just ugly, uh, ugly line to say. Um, as as Koo Young Ho Koo kicks it for the game winner. Um, ah, I, I just I just this one left me shaking my head. Uh, the Panthers, you had so many chances, so many, and it's a divisional matchup. You got to win those. Divisional matchups. Kudos to the Falcons, though, to pull it out. And they finally got Pitts involved in their offense. So to all yeah, those Kyle. fantasy owners that stuck through the, the, the bad times, these are the good ones and relish in them. What's it like to stick through years and years and years of and decades of, of bad times? Are we ever, is it going to feel really good when it's when it's the good times? What's Asking for a friend. Yeah, what's starting to scare me is the the quote from Dan on Hard Knocks was, you know, uh, when you get knocked down and you see a light at the end of the tunnel, don't get hope. Get out of the way because it's probably a freight train coming to hit you. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like we're at uh, if we're going to touch back on the Lions. I feel like no, that's where we are. Yeah, I can't even go there. I'm not even going to allow it. Saints Raiders, your oh, B yeah. team. 
uh, ugly showing by the black hole. They get shut out. They get skunked by Andy Dalton and the Saints three and five now. One game back from the Falcons in the uh, NFC South that we just spoke about. Good day for Alvin Kamara. Uh, just through the air and on the ground, uh, added three touchdowns. So uh, just a really thought that the Raiders had a, a pretty good chance to win this. Um, and boy, were we wrong. You still hating my uh, pick on Saints taking that division? Uh, yeah, I think you had the Saints winning this one too, didn't you? I believe so. I think he did. I don't know. I don't know if I would have taken gone against the black hole, but Derek Carr had probably one of his worst showings of his career other than his broken leg game. Uh, <laughs> and Alvin Kamara, Kamara put the team on his back today. That reach out, uh, yeah. just high football IQ. That's what that is. Don't see a ton of it on the Lions defense from unaware. Eh? Unaware. Eh? No, never. Uh, Jets get cooled down. They they get uh they get landed. They get emergency landings in 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 New York. Uh, they're five and three. They lose to the Patriots twenty two twenty seven or excuse me twenty two seventeen. Uh, you knew the losses were coming for the Jets. However, I thought they'd win this one. I thought they'd fight it. Um, but they obviously missed their running back in Brees Hall. Uh, Zach Wilson just uh, uh not a great day for him. He had a 355 yards, but uh, under 50% passing. So um, the Jets, I don't know if that's their quarterback of the future or not, but um, they need Brees Hall. He was he was clearly the engine that could in that offense. Zach Wilson looks like he absolutely excels in college intramural flag football. <laughs> yes, yes. And he gets all so, the chicks, all the moms. Yeah, like the way he runs uh, runs around and scrambles just reminds me of somebody playing flag football. Yeah, it's exactly like that. I've never thought of it that way, but you've opened my eyes to that, and now I can't unsee that, and I'm going to see that every week. I, yeah, I just don't. I, I just don't think he's the guy. Obviously, the line, the offensive line, needs work as well. But um, yeah, in an offense without Brees Hall, I don't know. Are the Jets? I don't know. Are the Jets going to be able to make something this season? Still, we'll see. Um, I mean, it's you know one lot. Yeah, it's one loss, but still, it's a divisional loss. Yeah, it's a heavy one. Now you're now you're um, only one game ahead of the Patriots, so um, it's yeah, it's it's not a good look for the Jets uh, if it's signs of things to come. Somebody who's not having trouble with winning or losing, uh, uh, or just winning, I guess. The Eagles seven and zero. Eventually, they're going to lose. We just there's no there's no way they're going to go undefeated. They're going to have a couple losses by the end of the year. Um, we, we both agreed it wasn't going to be this week. I see you repping the Steelers hat right now. Um, 13 points on the board for the Steelers today. Uh, I think there was no way that they were going to win this game uh, at all. No shot. And A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts with the connections. To anybody who has those two on, on the same oh, fantasy man. football lineup, kudos to you. I mean, just bask in all of its glory right now it's it's a sweet sweet feeling george pickens though on the other side of the ball i can say i never want him to be a lion that i don't that's just a whiny player yeah no he does have that he screams that vibes it's giving crybaby um and it's only going to get worse as the steelers continue their losing ways um he's he's the type of player that's going to fall off real quick um Thought Kenny Pickett played a little bit better today, but still a long way to go for the Steelers. And uh, can't fault them. It's the Eagles. They're seven and zero, head of the head of the division. Um, Titans, Texans. We thought this one might be a sneaky one for the Texans. They kept it close. 
um, as um, uh, Malik Williams starts over. Malik Williams gets the starting nod over Tannehill, who there were some reports that he was ill. There were other reports that he got benched. It it was real kind of unclear, but uh, Malik Williams was in, um, and uh, Derrick Henry just had a day on the yard. uh, uh, Had a day, 219 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. Um, So clearly a Derrick Henry-led offense. Uh, Malik Williams didn't do a whole lot. Didn't need to. well, yeah, didn't need to. Kind of like Tannehill. <laughs> Tannehill, um, uh, he was the best at just just being a guy, just being a body in there. And watching uh, watching Derrick Henry today, you wanted to just strap, you know, like a like some rope around him and just attach a carriage to him and just feel like you can get all your moving done in one day. Just letting him be the horse there. It was unreal. And his to like top it all off, his his blocking abilities were unbelievable lead blocking oh god i don't he's, want to be in front of him he's much like an ox in uh, oregon <laughs> trail uh yeah, yeah. he would be leading the wagon he is he is leading that wagon solo dolo and uh tennessee seems to always have low scoring games 17 to 10 a pretty uh meh game all around if you like points and uh tennessee wins wins a close one by seven uh Texans don't for- now one five and one don't forget, Tannehill left uh, last week's game in a walking boot. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so who knows? In- injury possible, but he wasn't. Uh, I don't know if he was on their injury report. I don't know. Like I said, it was unclear. There was illness, foot, bench. It was real unclear. Um, so we'll see who they go with in the coming weeks. Uh, they're 5-2, and two, though. Probably the worst 5-2 and two team in the league. Um, Crazy. Commanders, Heineke. I said it, Heineken. Oktoberfest, 17-16 over the Colts. Late game heroics from Heineke and McLaurin. Uh, um, wow. Exciting one there. Thrilling, kind of like the Panthers, uh, Falcons, and the Commanders are 4-4. Four and four. I told you, they're making a little bit of noise. Uh, Heineke lives for the crowd, too. He is an absolute people's people. Reminds me of uh, Gardner Minshew a little bit when uh, when yeah. the crowd crowd's getting behind him. I mean, after that win, he was up on standing on top of the bench calling for the crowd to give him some more noise. It was he's feeling it. And I mean, when a guy gets hot, he I mean, he's got enough talent to make it in the NFL. When you get hot, man, get out of the way. That's right. Um, he's going to keep that team rolling. I, I don't know. Might have to stick with him, even if uh, Carson Wentz comes back. I don't know. Fans like Heineke. Um, and, I, you know, I love the backups. Um, uh, I did skip one game, so apologies for the early game crowd. Uh, I did skip one game. My bad. Uh, bad producer here. Cardinals, Vikings. Vikings are 6-1. and one. Hate, hate to even announce that as a Lions fan. I was in the park earlier, and uh, I was wearing my Lions shirt and a uh, guy on a bike. Came by in a Viking shirt. He gave me the nod and wave. Uh, so um, he's clearly happy today. Six and one for the Vikings. Although the Cardinals tried to make it interesting at the end. Uh, I had the Cardinals, so this hurts. I thought I thought the Cardinals would win one here. I thought the Vikings just... I think the Vikings are going to lose some games. There's no way they're going to continue this trajectory of six and one. That It just doesn't make sense. I, you, you'd think there's some losses on the schedule for them, but... Once again, guys that are feeling themselves, Kirk Cousins, he's also feeling himself out there right now, which is scary. I might have to go change hats and get the get the old Vikings hat on. I will say my biggest note from this game, though, was uh, DeAndre Hopkins and his one short touchdown grab. 
It looked crazy. I, I don't know if anybody's played the game Portal before, but it looked like he absolutely stuck his hand into a portal and it came out somewhere else and he just snatched this ball out of thin air. It was a catch and a half, one-handed grab with a defender all up in his grill, reached around him basically. Great, great catch. He's like Mr. Elastic out there. Oh, man, this is incredible. (laughs) Uh, Saints, or uh, Vikings, uh, 6-1, as we said. So back to the uh, 4 o'clock window games. Rams 49ers. Uh, I think you're, you think you might be right. You said it in Wednesday's episode. Uh, you've come to the conclusion that the Rams are a bad team. And um, you might be right because good teams went out of buys. And this was uh, their game off the bye. And they lose it at home to the in state rival, the San Francisco 49ers. And they lose it by a healthy margin of 31 to 14. Uh, Christian McCaffrey threw for a touchdown and uh, ran for one. So good for him. Finally getting full and involvement now one. that, uh, yeah, and he caught one. Yeah, you're right. He did. He, he did. He did have the trifecta. Today. Yeah, it was. Uh, good don't, on you. don't downplay this stat. It was incredible. Was... In his second performance, he's been with the team less than two weeks. Yeah, triple crown day for him. And you got to imagine it's going to continue. Oh, boy. I mean, um, what a trade by the 49ers. Could tro- could totally change the trajectory of their season. They're now 4-4. Four and four. Obviously got some work to do still, but headed in the right direction. Big win over the Rams. Uh, Rams are now 3-4, and four, which is good for the Lions comp pick. That's the only thing we had to grab from that. You know, I was starting to think, is there a trend going on in the NFL? Um, you know, like boxes you have to check in order to become a good team and win the win an, uh uh, win a Super Bowl, and I was just thinking back to the Rams trade last year for Stafford, and you know it was just the talk of the town, like it's all crazy and everything, and and they and they win, uh, and and now the 49ers try to follow in their footsteps. Oh yeah, you might be right there. Uh, you refer- you're referencing the Christian McCaffrey trade. They're trying to trying to win now type of thing where they're yes. they're going out and spending money now. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, yeah. Jimmy G. That's the new formula. Yeah, Jimmy G. CMC. Well, Jimmy G. wasn't supposed to be the guy either. No, 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 no. But um, you get you get a little bit more prolific on the offense if you bring in a guy like Christian McCaffrey. So um, maybe he's missing maybe the missing piece there. Um, last game of the four o'clock window. Shout out to both of us here We're taking the Jayhawks over the Giants. We said that um, it's going to be a tough road test uh, against the twelfth man all the way across coast coast to coast trip for them. And we, we thought the Giants would, would struggle uh, at some point in the season and lose some games. So here was that situation. They lose 27-13 to 13 to the Seahawks. Geno Smith, another solid-ish day for him. Uh, Seahawks are 5-3. and three. I, Yeah, I mean, I didn't see a ton of this game, to be honest with you. Uh, what was that final score again? 27-13. 27-13. Good. Good on Gino, though, to finally get his chance and, and take full advantage of it. The last thing I always remember of Gino is just him getting his jaw broken in, in New York in the locker room. Forgot about that. Wow. That's, that's all I can ever think about when I hear Gino Smith. So good on him. And, uh, yeah, the Jayhawks, let him ride, man. Or should I say, let's fly. Let's fly. Broncos or Seahawks country, let's fly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Flap those wings, baby. Uh, they're going to make the playoffs. They were my sneaky playoff team. I'm sticking with that. So speaking of playoffs, speaking of standings, let's just go real quick through the uh, – 
standings and we'll give you a more of a breakdown on Wednesday's walkthrough. Uh, let's start with the AFC East bills up a top five and one. They obviously play tonight. So um, they haven't played their week eight game yet, but five and one followed by the jets and Dol- uh, jets and dolphins, both five and three and new England four and four. So tight division there. Uh, bills clearly the leading pack AFC North. Uh, oh, tight speaking, battle. sorry. Speaking yeah, yeah. of the bills uh, leading the pack. The score is fourteen nothing at the start of the second quarter. Good on you. Uh, good on Bills you over the yes. Packers. Yes, good on you. So Bills, Bills out ahead. Literally, should be literally a Bills victory the there. Should be a Bills victory there. We we both think um, it's one of those games on paper. You look at it, it's like, uh, yeah, the Bills Bills should win that. But you you don't ever want to count Aaron Rodgers and the Packers out. So not not chalking that one up as a win yet. So we're we're gonna continue with the Bills five and one here. AFC North. Ravens five and three uh, atop the helm there. Bengals play on Monday night, obviously, so uh, still to be seen there. They could they could tie for the division there. Um, AFC South. T- Tennessee's out leading the pack five and two, well ahead of the Colts three and four and one. AFC West. Kansas City Chiefs five and two. Chargers four and three. Uh, NFC side of things. NFC Beast. Eagles seven and zero. Oh. Giants six and one. Cowboys six and two, and the Commanders can't leave them out four and four. So every team five hundred or better in that division. Um, Fight. We said that say that's going to be the tough, tough division down the road, and a lot of divisional matchups coming up as the season progresses. So going to be Possibly some shake up taking there. Three from it, that from that division. It could be. It certainly could be. Um, it, it, it's looking that way. Um, and I should say, I don't think this is actually uh, updated because aren't the Eagles 8-0 now? No. No, they're 7-0. Okay, so this is updated. Uh, although it's not completely updated. Oh, it is updated. Okay, I'm, uh, I was looking at it wrong. Um, yeah. Okay. Eagles 7-0, Cowboys 6-2, Giants 6-2, Commanders 4-4. Is that what I said? Okay, yeah, yeah. NFC North, our division, as we said, the Vikings up atop. Six and one, Packers three and four, playing right now against the Bills, and the Bears lose again today, so three and five, and Detroit uh, one and six. Uh, NFC South, well. your division with the Saints currently holding third position, Falcons four and four up atop. Uh, that's just embarrassing to even say about a division that a four and four team is leading a division. Leading. But uh, here we are. Now, obviously, the Bucks and Saints, and can't even count out the Panthers. It's still wide open. Uh, every Every team available uh, to win that division. It's still wide open. Um, I might add, the only division in the NFL with a negative point differential all across the board. So not one team in that uh, division has a positive point differential. Uh, That's so sad. Even coming as a Lions fan. Yeah. Now, uh, Falcons are negative five point differential. Uh, same for the Bucks. Also negative five. Saints, the closest one to positive in third place, they're negative one. So, uh, yeah, I think your Saints got a chance there. Uh, NFC West, Jihawks leading things five and three. Not to be outdone, 49ers four and four with a better point differential. So, going to be a battle between those two, it seems, although the Rams still somewhat in the hunt, three and four, and the Cardinals three and five. So, that's an update on your standings. Let's talk about our standings. Much better week for you. You're wet nine and four. I'm uh, six and seven, which is which is a tough look. Um, uh, with two games remaining, obviously we both have the Bills. I think we both have the Bengals as well. So 
to be seen whether I can break the 500 there. We'll update you all on Wednesday. So that's going to do it for the NFL talk. Let's talk college football. And before we talk about the backyard brawl, I'll just go over a couple other games that went on. Obviously, um, felt like could have been a wild weekend there with the way it started. Uh, Penn State had a nice lead over Ohio State and uh, just got Squandered. out of hand. Yeah, it just got out of hand. Uh in the second half, and James Franklin got a James Franklin. So Penn State loses that one at home. Would have loved to see Ohio State fall there, but uh, they continue. Might to I win add, Penn, uh, Ohio State is going to Ohio State and just put up points late for the box score. Yeah. So don't let the yeah. box score fool you, folks. This was a close game. Until it wasn't. It was close. Um, overall, though, kind of a chalk week. Uh, not a lot of upsets. Notre Dame beat Syracuse, which was um, considered an upset as – uh, uh, Syracuse was ranked 16 on uh, Notre Dame was unranked. Um, but other than that, most of the teams, um, just got uh, handled business kind of week and, um, Virginia and Miami don't know if you saw this one field goal only game Whoa. goes into four overtimes and the final score is 14 to 12. How often do you see a four overtime game with a score of 14 to 12 that low scoring? How often do you see the score 14? Yeah, All the time, that's... I'm just messing with you. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. You got me there. Not in college football, no. though. It's pretty high scoring, usually, unless you're talking about the Big Ten. Yeah, agree, agree. yeah exactly. But, uh, yeah, 14-12, four overtimes, all all field goals. That is... It was, uh... it was six to six at the end of the end of regulation. How is that even possible? Two How do you goals. score 14 with all field goals? Oh, so um, let me explain. It was six Thanks, to six please. at the... Six to six at the end of regulation. They both kick a field goal in overtime because it's going to, of course, continue the field goal ways. So it's nine to nine. And then it's um, 12 to 12 after they both kick field goals again. Shocker. Just allergic (laughs) to the end zone all game long. And then, of course, in the um, third and third overtime and beyond, you have to start going for two-point conversions. So that's where they get to two points. Uh, Okay. And in the third overtime, they both shut they both stopped each other so it was an it was a null quarter it was 12 12 through three overtimes fourth overtime um virginia gets the two-point conversion which gives them the, the 14 12 score so there you are. i see how exciting now like, it must have been it was on it was one of, it was an espn three game so not a lot of people got to see that one oh not quite the ocho but the trace the trace um, so let's talk about the game of the week Michigan versus Michigan State. Michigan State hung around. You could say they fought in this game in on and off the field, but uh, Michigan ends up kicking field goals for the win. Um, not not for the win, but um, just seemed like uh, they also were field goal heavy. Couldn't quite get in the end zone, um, and they kicked I don't know five field goals or something like that. I think um, I think if they would have scored touchdowns on every drive that they kicked field goals, they would have put up. 49 almost a 50 burger um but they do get the win over the rivals and uh nice to see that finally um the paul Paul brunion back in its rightful owner's hands uh and then the big story from that game obviously we alluded to it at the top uh michigan state's got some dirty dogs out there taking on um guys in the tunnel uh some bad optics for sure uh these guys jail jail for all of them (laughs) uh one million years jail one million years. Uh, I, it was aggressive. I I didn't. I woke up um, a little groggy from from the festivities the night before. 
wasn't really sure what was happening and the longtime lion let me know that uh there was a brawl in the tunnel after the game and i thought he was just kind of talking you know the classic tunnel meetups where they're all jawing at each other nothing big whatever a couple pushes shoves then i saw some videos and boy is he lucky he's not dead yeah no i mean uh, mob mentality yeah no these guys were out for blood and um you would have liked to see him put that on the field not uh in the tunnels um so you 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 have to expect that there will be severe repercussions for these guys. Um, I, I think you got to scenarios of suspend them for the rest of the year, kick them off the team type of stuff. I, the NCAA is going to charge us for, us for probably. They were ta- I mean, this, they were talking assault. about coaches, uh, cops posted outside locker rooms as things were being discussed. And it was, uh, I don't know, a scary scene to say the least. Actual assault, assault. It was actual. probably a literal assault, but I mean, probably what will happen is they'll probably say um, you can't have any name and image likeness deals. You know, you're, you're Slap be banned on the from NIL deals for the next six months or something like that. Take that. Take that and chew on it, right? Uh, I think it'll be harsher than that, I would hope. I mean, you would hope. They're gonna, they've got to go through all the camera angles and everything before they lay down the law, but um surely that's coming soon in the coming days maybe we'll be able to have an update on that on walkthrough wednesday um we'll also talk about the big matchups next week on walkthrough wednesday in the nfl and college football it'll be week nine in the nfl week 10 in college football just cruising along cruising along in both uh, sides of the world um uh just a real quick update Obviously, the rankings come out on Tuesdays now, but we do have the AP, which is not going to be 100% um, as the same as um, the college football rankings. But obviously, Georgia's got it done against Florida. I had them on upset alert. Well, that was dumb. Uh, also had USC on upset alert. Would have loved to see that one. Almost came to fruition. Arizona looked like they might put up a fight at one point. Um, uh, yeah. My other note from college football, I did see something. I think it was Tennessee's pregame run out. I, I don't know if you've seen this. That that looks like an NFL team's. I mean, they they light the field in the shape of a T and the players come out the tunnel there. It is a whole to do fireworks around the whole stadium. That is a scene and a half. I mean, you can't help but scream a left. Yeah. When you see that kind of stuff. You you gotta love college football and the, and the uh, traditions that go with it. Uh, it's just it's just a different environment altogether. Um, the I like how the Michigan Big House Wolverines um, have brought on the tradition of Mister Brightside in the third third quarter or something like that. Um, yeah, just an electric song, and uh, they cut the song like at, towards the end, so then it's just all crowd noise and it's electric. So. Um, a cool tradition to have uh it's it's up there with florida's um don't um won't back down by tom petty that one's up there too yeah i mean well you, you gotta have a good song that's first and foremost you gotta have a song if you don't the have heartbreakers song, didn't put out that many bad ones no no they didn't and neither did tom petty for that matter tom, tom brady or tom brady tom petty, tom and, petty the heartbreakers. and the heartbreakers yeah and the heartbreakers are the detroit lions um <laughs> We're back to square one again. This is the Lion's Share podcast. We trudge on. We trudge on. Treat it like there's spiders in the house. We trudge on. 
We can continue this fight. Go over it. Can't go around it. So we've got to go through it. Got to go through it. Through hell and high water, um, we we trudge on. And um, whether the Lions do or not, we trudge on here on the Lions Share. We'll be here through the playoffs, through the Super Bowl. And we hope that you stick with us. That's all we have to say. We know you will. We know you will. For the hearts out there. Once again, shout out to Chaz and Andrea. Sorry I couldn't be there. Uh, but I was there in spirit. And uh, I wish you all a loving marriage and a good life. To you and yours. And to everyone. We'll see you all on Wednesday. Go Blue. Me. Too? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm game, dude. <laughs>